0: Does it take millions of years for oil to form? And if so, are we on the brink of a crisis? Could oil and hydrocarbons even survive for millions of years? Those are good questions, and you're going to find out on this episode of Wonders Without Number. Alright, now let's meet my guest. Dr. Tim Cleary has a PhD in geology from Western Michigan University. He's worked as an exploration geologist at Chevron, developing oil drilling prospects, and he's published many papers on aspects of the Rocky Mountains. Now, Tim has authored two college laboratory books and several books on dinosaurs in the Bible, and he's a geologist with the Institute for Creation Research. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here. It is great to have you here. Tell me just a little bit about ICR. Now, you're based out of Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas, that's correct. But all of these research scientists working together, mm-hmm. most of them have PhDs, right?
1: Right, we have nine scientists on our staff at present, and. In- Almost all of us have PhDs. Wow. And so we're all doing some type of research, and that's, that's kind of the goal of ICR. That When Henry Morris founded it back in 1970, he wanted an institute that would get some scientists that had PhDs to show that they're real scientists, because so many people think we're not real scientists. We're right. not doing real science, but yet we're all doing real science. We're all showing that real science confirms the Bible.
0: That's amazing, and I think that is so critical in today's age. When you have a, a lot of young people, they go to church, and their pastor says, you can believe the Bible. Mm -hmm. Well, then they're going to school or university, Mm -hmm. classes, uh, and they hear something completely different. They hear that uh, you can't believe the Bible, that Mm -hmm. evolution is true, and they don't know who to believe. Do we believe our pastor, or do we believe our scientists? And then they get this notion that all scientists Mm -hmm. believe that the Bible is nothing but fairy tales and all scientists believe that the earth is billions of years old and that the universe came about as a result of a Mm -hmm. great expansion in space 14 billion years ago called the Big Bang. But it's not true. There are many, Mm -hmm. many scientists who believe the word of God and there are also many good scientists who are researching Mm -hmm. and showing how that's consistent with what the evidence is. Well, there's
1: actually thousands of scientists that believe God's word and believe that the world is only 6,000 years old, that the world's not billions of years old. But unfortunately, when you go to college, you're only going to hear the evolutionary story. When you go to high school, even public high schools, you're only going to hear the evolutionary story. And they leave a lot of things out. And some of that we're going to talk about today.
0: Well, we want to kind of tackle this topic in detail, as much detail as we can in this short amount of time, but we to talk about oil. Now you've titled right. this fracking the fables.
1: That's right. There's a lot of stories that you're taught, even as an oil and gas geologist, like I was with Chevron for many years, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stories. They tell you the oil is 150 million years old here. The oil is 20 million years old here, but they don't really explain how that oil can survive that long. So we're going to look at some of that today.
0: Okay. So there is this. Uh, well, it's sort of a groundbreaking mm-hmm. discovery. Uh, mm-hmm. It started a number of years ago mm-hmm. when paleontologists cracked open a dinosaur femur, mm-hmm. uh, a T. Rex femur, yeah. and they found soft tissue. Mm-hmm. But since then, over forty secular reports have come out with soft mm-hmm. tissue being discovered. And what does this have to do with oil?
1: Well, actually, it's even more than that. Now, see, that was a year ago. Now there's seventy papers is that, that right? have come out. Seventy secular papers or more. There's about one every other month. Wow. And they keep coming up, finding more and more original proteins, original tissues, original cells They shouldn't be there. These things can't survive even one million years or even you know, hundreds, of, hundreds of thousands of years. And yet they're trying to say there's a 68 million years old. These are 150 million
0: years old. These
1: are as even much 500, as 500 million, yeah, 500 million years, years, old.
0: years old and still soft tissue uh, left.
1: and oil is a soft tissue. Oil is organic, or it's an organic oh. compound. It's produced mostly from buried marine algae. Okay. Our government has shown they can make oil in less than an hour from marine algae. Yeah, of course it takes more energy to make that than it is to find it, but they show that there's the pathway from marine algae right to oil.
0: Okay, so you're saying that we actually have a tremendous amount of mm-hmm. soft tissue.
1: Right, not just a few 70 papers now that there is, not just that, you know, a couple of cells here, a couple of cells there, not just a couple of proteins here and there. There's barrels and barrels and barrels. In fact, billions of barrels, <laughs> 42 gallon barrels of oil wow. and more to be found of all this original soft tissue, original material buried in the flood, mostly marine algae that has actually been cooked under certain temperatures to produce oil. And in the last few years, of course, with fracking technology, we've doubled our oil reserves. Okay. So oil is not gonna go away anytime in the future whether you believe that's good or bad, there's a tremendous amount of oil that's out there because there was so much organic material buried in the rocks during the flood.
0: Okay, explain fracking if, if we're, someone's not familiar with it. What is that? Okay. We hear the term.
1: Well, fracking is not, is not as scary as, as people make <laughs> it out to be. A lot of people, are, they hear fracking and they shiver. Uh, but in this case, fracking really, we've been doing fracking for years, but mostly it was vertical. Now they have the technology to go down 5,000 feet, or in this case, 7,000 feet, and go horizontally another five or 7,000 feet and stay within just a few feet. They can steer that drill bit okay. so well now, much better than when I was in industry in the past. And so they go in and they hydrofract. they put a lot of water down there and they pressurize the well that were a certain distance, pressure it so much that it causes the rocks to crack.
0: Oh, and then they okay.
1: inject sand in at the same time to keep those cracks open. Yeah. So then they're able to collect these vertical fractures and drain the oil out much more efficiently than we could in the past. Instead of a single column, they've now got a big, uh, line that goes through connecting hundreds and hundreds of these vertical fractures instead of just hitting two or three
0: interesting okay so we can actually extract Mm -hmm. a lot of the oil that was more difficult to get previously we're actually
1: going to the what's called the source rocks Uh the rocks that have all the marine algae buried in them these really black shales full of organic material but again that organic material turns into oil which is organic compounds which is a soft tissue uh, so ah. it kind of goes around, around in a circle, but it all comes down to these organic compounds, this oil should not be there if it's truly millions of years old.
0: So you think that the idea that oil has been deposited very slowly mm-hmm. over millions of mm-hmm. years is being shot down by this
1: Right, and there's been, there's been studies done as well, but this is what you're taught in school. Yeah. That's what you're taught in oil and gas. The oil is deposited slowly, slowly accumulates in the bottom, gets buried by thousands of feet of sediment over millions of years. and cooks out and the oil migrates and goes through these traps and sits there and waits for sometimes tens of millions of years okay. for us to drill into them and tap into them. But that's really just a fable because that material would become broken down by bacteria. There's bacteria everywhere we've drilled. There's bacteria underground under high temperatures there's bacteria. You go to Yellowstone there's bacteria all around. All those colors are from different types of bacteria almost to the boiling point. Wow. And so you saw what happened when BP spilled all that oil in the Gulf. Yes. That bacteria ate most of that right up. Okay. And so underground, there's a little less bacteria because you're not exposed at the surface, but there's still bacteria.
0: Well, all right. So break it down. What what is oil? Define it for us.
1: Okay. Oil, like it says here, is it's really it's a naturally occurring organic compound. Okay. It's really just broken down marine algae into its basic components. So you've still got the carbon and benzene rings. If you study organic chemistry, you'll see that these are all organic compounds made of hydrogen and carbon primarily.
0: Okay. Here's how oil is thought to be produced. Mm -hmm. Explain this.
1: Well, you kind of go in reverse order here, sort of from right to left,
0: but
1: they think animals in the ocean, and and they even give you the idea that dinosaurs produce oil, but it's really Mm. not. It's mostly marine algae, but marine algae builds up over time, Mm -hmm. according to them, over millions of years. It gets buried, and then eventually, matures enough, cooks out under reaching a certain temperature, between about five and 10,000 feet down, yeah. the earth's temperature is hot enough to kind of generate the oil from these source rocks. Okay. And so then it migrates to some sort of trap, some sort of fold in the rocks, and the geologists like me look for those traps to drill, and in many cases they'll contain oil. Sometimes they don't. You never really know until you drill. But that oil itself, mm-hmm. if it's really 50 million years old or 100 million years old, shouldn't even be there.
0: Okay. So where do you look when you're looking for oil? Are you looking shale? Is that right?
1: Well, you actually look for, you can look in the shale now, but in the past, you had to look for sandstones near shale. So okay. limestones near shale that had enough open space or porosity, we call it, and enough permeability so it could percolate. Uh-huh. So Just like sand, you'll let water flow through it. You have to find sandstones that aren't too well cemented up so they still have room for water, or in this case, oil to flow through it.
0: Hmm.
1: And you look for those traps that are kind of folded in almost like an upside-down bowl shape called anaclines. Okay. But now we can actually go into these shales that we used to have to bypass because they're traditionally too tight, meaning they don't have enough porosity or, or permeability. But if you hit fractures and again if you can go horizontally through vertical fractures which is the most common type of fracture, you can hit all that oil that's trapped in those shales. So what we couldn't get before has now become a new source of oil and a new source of energy for us. So here's a map that shows all the shales, the massive shales around the earth. Shale is the number one sedimentary rock. It's okay. mostly made out of clay minerals and it's compressed. But if you bury it fast enough, you can preserve the organics. Okay. Today, most organics, things that die, decompose at the bottom, they don't get buried in the sediment. So to find all this organic in rocks in itself is evidence that there was rapid deposition. And today they're studying shale, how shale forms to get laminated shales. You've got to have moving water Hmm. which is a big surprise (laughs) just in the last 10 years they've discovered that only moving water moving along a foot or so per second can produce the shales that we see it doesn't slowly settle out like we see clay you shake up a glass of water with clay in it it may take overnight for that clay to settle out right but to get the laminated clays and shales that we see with these thin layers Uh almost like pieces of paper to get mimic that structure which we see all over the world in all these shales takes rapidly deposited water moving along at least a foot per second.
0: All right, so what would rapidly deposited water, what does that point to?
1: That points to oh. a flood.
0: A flood, okay. A global flood, okay. Would actually
1: would provide all these massive quantities of shale and bury all this debris very quickly so that it's there locked in the rocks for thousands of years and now in the right oil window starts to produce the oil that we have today.
2: You're listening to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves. The message presented today was filmed in studio at David Reeves Ministries' Wonders of Creation Center and is available in video format with powerful accompanying visuals. Subscribe to our Genesis Plus package online to get instant access to the video format of this message and hundreds of others right on your computer or mobile device. If you are encouraged by this message, and would like to be a part of sharing this information with millions across the globe, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 931-212-7990, or write us at David Reeves Ministries, Post Office Box, 2824 Lewisburg, Tennessee, 37091. Visit our website, davidreeves.com today. That's david r i v e s.com. And now, back to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves. So if you were to look at what at the composition mm-hmm. of oil, what do we see?
0: What does this tell us?
1: Well, these are the different carbon numbers of carbon compounds in oil, and there's a mixture of things in there because you've got a very complicated marine algae system. Yeah. And they can look at the source rock and they can almost fingerprint it. Okay. So in some ways, this is almost the fingerprint of the source direct to the oil and you can see where the oil was coming from. Oh, okay. So for years, we were trying to find the sources of the oils we we're producing and they would test the nearby shales. Well, now they're going right into those shales and through that fracking process and they're pulling the oil out directly.
0: Uh-huh. These areas, which are very extensive, mm-hmm. do you find oil throughout here or do you find plant material? Mm-hmm. What do we see?
1: Well, most of these are, again, this is a mystery to the secular scientists. Uh-huh. To find shales at any rock layers that cover this much of an extent, you're looking at multiple states here okay it's the same rock layer pretty much. they might change the name from from state to state, but it 's the same rock layer's almost like a blanket shale uh-huh. and you see those thin laminations I was talking about earlier that evidence of moving water they didn 't just slowly settle out of solution. so the only way to trap organic material is to bury it fast okay and this is an example of
0: burying fast. We see this <laughs>
1: over and over with fossils this ichthyosaur, a swimming reptile, uh-huh. was buried so rapidly it was in the process of giving live birth.
0: Wow. And it was preserved. And It was preserved. Okay. And so
1: here's what I was talking about earlier. These laminated shales, all The only way they can mimic those in the laboratory is to have moving water. Okay. And moving water, depositing your clays, so eventually they get squeezed down to become these laminated shales. So to get those fine layers that we see universally all over the earth, it can't just be settling out. Right. So for many years, the secular scientists argued well, clay is proof of you know slow deposition, but it's not. It's proof of water deposition at rates of at least a foot per second.
0: What about the idea that oil can be produced very rapidly?
1: Well, it can under the right conditions. Okay. And, and again, our government labs have shown that in an hour, you can take marine algae, turn it into oil. And so really? this is what they've done here. They've taken the marine algae, scooped it out, add a lot of energy you know it's oh. not efficient to yeah, do this yeah uh, it's it's more efficient to find the oil it takes more energy to make this type of oil but you can do it and it proves that the process does in fact work okay. but it's still organic material and it still won't last millions of years yet um. when i look for oil all the geologists and myself were told that this stuff is 10 million years old or 150 million years old it's been sitting in the ground it Just been forever. sitting in the ground somehow miraculously pasteurized <laughs> that's what that's i've dug through the literature that's uh, the only way they can explain it is somehow it gets pasteurized at 80 degrees celsius
0: okay okay And
1: but it wouldn't stay that way because groundwater is always moving through bringing in new bacteria and so you'd constantly be flushing that system with new bacteria that would eat that
0: oil and yes. most of the
1: oil we produce today is in fact biodegraded
0: okay now the bible might give us clues as to how fast uh, oil or oil mm-hmm. substances can be produced. Right. Where do you find that?
1: Well, if you look in the, the book of Genesis again, where okay. there's so much is in Genesis that unfortunately people skip over I it. Know. They overlook Genesis because they don't want to deal with the whole creation thing, but mm-hmm. God tells us clearly what's going on. Within about 200 years, approximately after the flood, you've got oil seeps coming up. Okay. So oil doesn't take long, even in a natural setting, it doesn't take millions of years to produce oil. If you go to the Tower of Babel,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it talks about in Genesis, it says, they said to one to another, come let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. Oh. So here they're already using the Hebrew word, which implies you know some sort of hydrocarbon content, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's a different word. Hmm. Early in the Bible, they talk about the pitch, the pitch that Mo- Noah used on the ark. That's a different Hebrew word than this word. Oh, okay. Okay. So that is the Hebrew word, Kofir, Mm -hmm. which means a covering. Uh So unfortunately, a lot of people try to say that he used oil on Uh, the ark. But oil really wasn't formed until the flood. And we see the first evidence of it about 200 years after the flood. It's a different Hebrew word altogether. These are some of the oil fields today in in the area around the Middle East where the Tower of Babel presumably was Mm -hmm. and the seeps. So you can see a lot of seeps are a little bit brighter green and the oil. You can see seeps even today that are still there. And all the oil we found originally in the world was because we drilled near seeps. Really? So we didn't need a okay. geologist to find oil. We just you drilled just near seeps. The seeps.
0: But now, but now most of those resources have happen. already mm-hmm. been exploited, so then they have to get a little bit more creative.
1: Right, so now we got to start looking for, okay, we can't find the seeps at the surface, we got to find these without seeps. Uh, okay. And but So they start drilling and they start shooting seismic data and drilling more wells and more seismic data, trying to look for these Little bumps that might trap oil, these Atlantic lines we call them.
0: Okay. So what's the mm-hmm. truth about oil formation?
1: The truth is that it forms quickly. The sediments are buried quickly. Marine algae is trapped up in these rapid deposited shales, mm-hmm. just like the rock show, rapidly moving water, depositing the clay, burying the marine algae before it can break down, decompose and lock it in the rocks. Thousands of feet of sediment pile very, very quickly during the flood. Mm-hmm. Buried deep enough, it starts to cook and generate oil within 200 years after the flood.
0: Okay. So what about oil being a soft tissue? I mean, mm-hmm. you're saying that it would decay over time.
1: Right, bacteria loves to eat oil. It okay. loves to eat it up. Okay. So there shouldn't be any oil, just like we see in dinosaurs. There shouldn't be any dinosaur soft tissue. Right. There shouldn't be any original proteins from these T-Rexes. If they live
0: 66 it. plus million years right.
1: old. Right, and yet we see that again and again and again. Now okay. over 70 papers have discovered huh. some type of original tissue or protein in not just dinosaurs, but again, we talked about 500 million years ago, these yeah. little worm-like things. How can that be? And they're still struggling with this. They don't know how to explain it. They have no adequate explanation. When the obvious answer is right there, Right. that these bones are not that old. They're only thousands of years old. This oil is not millions of years old, it's only thousands of years old.
0: Hmm.
1: And some of it may be still generating today.
0: Bacteria mm-hmm. would eat mm-hmm. this right. soft tissue. So this even
1: water. if it was somehow pasteurized temporarily, you're going to bring more bacteria in. Groundwater yeah. is always flowing. There's always groundwater flow. Always bringing in new water. New water is going to have the bacteria. Everywhere we've drilled, we found bacteria.
0: Okay. How fast should the oil decay over time?
1: Well, under the right conditions, and here we show at the surface, it can decay away within you know, 71 days, wow. quite, quite extensively. Okay. But oil can decay away within six days, and you know, it depends on the conditions. Underground, you're gonna have a little slower bacteria activity. It may take thousands of years, it may take hundreds of years, but it's not gonna but last not millions of years, years. Not, nowhere near. Okay. It's, it's, it's kind of a, it works, they find oil, they say it's old because it's there, but yet it can't be there if it's really that old.
0: If you take sludge and you Mm -hmm. set it out on the surface, exposed Mm -hmm. to the air, what happens? And
1: and study this, and within about seven days, that sludge turns into something that doesn't even resemble
0: oil. So this is the same thing Mm -hmm. as this. It's Mm -hmm. just over a a period of Mm -hmm. several days. Yeah,
1: exposed to the air, particularly in the sun. And so things can break down. Again, conditions can be varied. You can say, you know, undergrounds can be slower. Right. But there is nothing in the time scale of millions of years.
0: When we fill up our car, what are we looking at then?
1: You're looking at a creation moment. Okay. A creation moment every time you're pumping gas, because yeah. you're putting in gasoline that's from the oil that's maybe only hundreds or thousands of years old at the most, huh. not millions of years old. You don't go out and buy a brand new Cadillac and put in 150 million year old oil in that Cadillac. <laughs> at least I wouldn't, because uh-huh. you'd be putting in sludge right. you know, or nothing. There'd just be nothing there. Yeah. You know, The oil cannot be millions of years old. So whenever you're pumping gas, you should be thinking, this is recent. This is the recent flood, the global flood that God provided these resources for our generation, even though it was a judgment on that prior generation for their sinfulness. He still provided a lot of resources for us to use.
0: Say it again. You're, you're saying that God had an mm-hmm. ultimate plan, even through the destruction mm-hmm. and the judgment of a catastrophic mm-hmm. flood, that he ultimately was thinking about us today. He,
1: exactly. He had a plan all along. Okay. Now, you know, The plan for redemption through Christ yeah. from the very first sin through His own Son. He had a plan to give us resources, coal and oil buried in the judgment of the flood. All these dead animals that became our oil resources, the dead trees that became our coal resources for us to use for our civilization today.
0: We, you and, and your wife have just written a, mm-hmm. a, a book. It's a children's book called Big Plans for Henry. Mm-hmm. And in this, uh, it's, it's really neat. I actually uh, read it just the other day. And you tell the story mm-hmm. of a dinosaur. Right. He's actually on his way to the ark, isn't he?
1: Right. He's trying to find his plan. You know, okay. God's got a plan for you and I, he's got yeah. a plan for the animals. And he had to preserve two of every kind. And it ends up that little story that Henry, the little hadrosaur, the little duck billed dinosaur, becomes one of the two chosen by God to be on the ark to represent that kind.
0: Wow. All right, so let's talk about that for just a second mm-hmm. because a lot of people would say that Noah's Ark, maybe there was a flood, mm-hmm. but the whole concept must be somewhat of a, f- of a fable mm-hmm. because dinosaurs on Noah's Ark? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you say when someone says, were dinosaurs on Noah's Ark?
1: Well, of course they were, okay. because God says every animal. Now, okay. Now, the word dinosaur is not in the Bible because the word dinosaur wasn't invented or coined until after the Bible was translated. So Uh, we uh, don't have the word dinosaur in the Bible, but we have references to behemoth and Leviathan uh and dragons and things like that that are probably dinosaurs. You read the description, you know, things with a tail like a cedar, there's not many things with a tail like a cedar today in the book of Job, other than a dinosaur. Absolutely. And a lot of people gloss over that, try to say that tail's something else, but when you read through the pointed marks in the mire and all these different things, the teeth of the Leviathan, you know, the sauropods, like the behemoth yeah. ate grass. We, sure enough, we find grass in the dung of sauropod dinosaurs. Wow. And so all these things are being confirmed. The Bible is always being shown to be true. Don't believe the secular story. They have mm-hmm. to come up with an alternative story. But their story ultimately comes from nothing, where they say the whole universe, everything came from nothing. Yeah. How do you have anything come from nothing?
0: That in itself is sort of an enigma in the scientific world. where
1: does life come from? They can't create anything resembling life in the laboratory. Yet it's supposed to just show up on Earth and Mars and everywhere else they want just because there's a drop of water here or there. And there's so much oil out there, but yet it shouldn't be there. Mm. If it's really millions of years old, there should be no oil. Oil is as close as you can get in geology a proof of a young Earth of a recent flood and there's plenty of oil out there still to be found.
0: Amazing, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Yes, sir. You know, oil is used in so many different ways. Come to think of it, it was used as I drove to this studio today. But do you think that God knew that we were going to be able to use natural oil deposits in all of the ways that are utilized today? I mean, if we believe that God is who he says he is, then the answer would have to be yes. We've got an awesome God who has everything worked out long before we need it. But he also knows that we're sinners and that we need a way of forgiveness for our sins. He prepared for that as well. And he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua of Nazareth. He paid the price. And I hope that you've been inspired by today's show. And I encourage you to go pick up your Bible and study these things for yourself. If you've got questions or comments, you can leave them on our Facebook page and maybe we can answer them on another program. Thanks for joining us today. I'm David Reeves, and until next time, keep looking up. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God.